Welcome to Podcast for the Recently Released. I am your host, Louis Stardust. And I'm Joe Matisse. Happy Friday the 13th, our ghouls and geeks. This is the most spooky day of the year. Actually, It's so spooky. So far, I guess, because Halloween. The spookiest episode we've ever had. And we're not even talking about a spooky thing. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Not I, the spookiest episode we've ever had. I did want to upload, had. like, a good, like black dahlia episode this week but i i feel like there's so many theories and shit on that that i still didn't get to that but however we've been watching a really really great show on netflix and that is the dark crystal age of resistance so we're gonna be talking to you guys about the new show uh, a little bit about the original movie and then the making of series that they put on netflix uh the dark crystal is a 1982 puppet animated dark fantasy adventure type of film uh and it's created by jim henson who's very well known for doing like the muppets and you know all the typical kind of puppet kind of movies um and tv shows and stuff and um brian froud i think is how you say his name i don't know if that's correct but he's very well known for doing his like fantasy fairy type designs and he's the one who created all the artwork original artwork for um the skexis and, and different characters in the dark crystal um and what i think is so not crazy but um we're still used to seeing like very muppet style puppets from jim henson so muppet style puppets yeah exactly and and seeing the dark crystal um back in 1982 that was like revolutionary for like the type of style of film itself but also just like very drastic change of his everyday puppets to like creating things like the Skeksis and stuff. And so the actual plot revolves around Jen and Kira, who each believe they are the last Gelfling to exist. Uh, they go on a quest to restore balance to the world of Thra, and they want to defeat the alien race of the Skeksis. So uh, they have to complete all that before the three suns uh, begin to align. This is a movie that I personally grew up with. I Did you watch this at all when you were a kid? Yeah, when I was a kid, but you know. You don't remember anything from it? Yeah, barely. Really? You weren't, like, scared of it? It's all right. This is a prequel, so we're good. I know, but I, I just want to talk about it for a second. I'm not saying, like, you have to watch it. I just want to know if it impacted nah, you. Nah, that got way. mixed up with the rest of the older movies of the time when wow. I was a kid. I'm offended. Uh, I actually really love this movie. I have a Dark Crystal tattoo in my hand because I very much enjoyed this movie when I was a kid. I watched it a lot. I really was not, like, terrified, but I was more intrigued by the Skeksis and just the way that the film looked overall. So it's definitely one I replay every so often. Um, and so when we heard about the show coming out, like, what, three years ago they announced this? I think so. Something like that. So to finally get the show is really exciting. Um, the only other thing I think we could really talk about in the original series um, is how... As well as the Skeksis, the Gelflings, and Podlings that are characters in there, we get these characters called the Mystics, and in this film we learn that the Mystics and the Skeksis are actually, um, originally were together, and they they form a character called Erkskeks, I can't really say that correctly, but they become this, like, huge supreme being god-like character, which is what the end of the premise of the film is. In The Dark Crystal, there was a lot of big plot points that were shown, like I just said, the Erkskek things and, um, you know, just the, the overall plot of what that is. So, watching this now, 
the Age of Resistance is really exciting because for somebody like me who really enjoyed the Dark Crystal, I know things that are going to happen in the future while these like characters do not. So it makes it even more like intriguing and, and getting to see little things that are from the original series is really nice. I feel like Gelfling was just like the cheap way of being like, well, let's do it about elves. Well, like maybe not elves. What should we call them? We'll call them Gel, Gelfs. Like elflings, and they're like Gelflings. They're elves, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. And they're like well. Well, they're like fairies, cause like the. Yeah, that's ones. what I was gonna bring in next. Oh, we should put fairies in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a couple of those aspects of it that are pretty funny. The plot of Age of Resistance is these Gelfling uh, inspire rebellion against the Skeksis when they discover a horrifying secret behind their power that threatens all of Thra. Uh, we instantly get, like, thrown into three different storylines. Rian is a Gelfling who is a guard for the Crystal Castle, and he's part of the Stonewood clan. Dee is a Gelfling who is almost like an animal caretaker, and she's part of the Groton clan. And then we have Bria, who is a princess of the Vapra clan. Uh, and then we'll get back into the clans and the Gelflings in a second, but... As well as the Gelflings, we obviously get a lot of the Skeksis that are from the original story. Ooh, we also get uh, Mother Audra, who is a big part of the original story, so to see her in this is really exciting. And then we get some new companions, such as Hup, who is a male podling. He becomes a friend to Dee, and he is a little paladin in the making, which I really enjoyed his character, and we'll get into him later. Uh, but to start off with the Gelflings themselves... I mentioned earlier that they uh, have seven clans, and this wasn't something that was discussed in the original series. This is something that I think they put in with the young adult novels or the comics, maybe both. And uh, so we have Stonewood, Groton, Vapra, Dusan, Sifa, Drenchman, and Spiriton, I believe, is all of the clans. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and we do see them at one point of the series where the All Madra has them all gathered. Were you awake for that? What, where Mothra had her, had them all together? All Mothra. Yeah, the All Mothra. Yes. Okay, so like we're both saying, I guess, at this point, um, each of the clans have their own Mothra, and then there's an All Mothra who rules them all, which was Bria's mother. And um, it was actually pretty interesting to see how, like, I guess you wouldn't call it, like, a religion, but each group had a very different, distinct look to them, kind of like how, like, Game of Thrones or anything else would be with every Yeah, group. man. Unite the Seven. Yeah. Basically, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I thought it was a really beautiful concept, and it was a good way to show fans um, the of the original series what life was like on Thra beforehand, because we just usually get, like, scriptures and stones and, and things, and you just have to use your imagination, so this prequel is doing, obviously, that but I think there's more room to expand on this for other seasons if they choose to do so. Uh, and I think that's what's really interesting about that. Do you have anything you want to say about those groups before we get into the uh, Delphics? Nah, not more? really about the groups. Okay. Um... So, other really great Gelfling characters are uh, Rian's friend Gurgen, which I actually really liked him. Uh, we had Gherkin? Gherkin? No, it's Gurgen. Is it Gurkin? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh my I god, you're making me nervous. I love that, though. Uh, there was also Mira. You know, she was his love interest. She died. Um, Orden, I think is his name. His Rian's father. And then we have Deet's two fathers, which I thought they were so cute, because at first I didn't realize that she had two dads. And then she was like, fathers! And I'm like, why does she keep saying that? And they just showed up, and it was great. I don't remember. You don't remember that? It was no. so, like, I just didn't even realize. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that they just 
threw two dads in there very casually. Um, what else do we have from the Gelfling? Uh, oh, can we talk about the freaking Cal Drogo guy? Uh, I think his name is Rekir. Oh, he was hilarious. There was the very, like, Cal Drogo Khaleesi moment. Yeah, he, it's from the Doosan clan. I don't know if I'm saying that Doosan clan. Oh, they Doosan hard. I guess. But uh, we were talking about, because there are so many actors from Game of Thrones who voice act in yeah. this show, um, that there was a couple scenes that felt very like Game of Thrones. Like, Bria reminds me of, uh, like, pre-Mad Queen Daenerys, like when she's Khaleesi yeah. in the beginning of the series and you really like her and she wants the best for her people, it seems like. Um, and then that fucking Gelfling shows up and he's just like Hal Drogo. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They kind of feed off a lot of different things, though. They feed off of, like, I feel like Lord of the Rings. It does feel like, like a Lord of the Rings tale, yeah. I feel like it's very, like, um, classic, like, Excalibur type shit going on, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, uh, very old, like, Knight's Tale type stuff. Because, obviously, uh, what's it, Rian gets the, the dual blades to fight the, um, Skirky boys. Skirky Yeah, and, like, Rian is supposed to be, like, what? Sexies. The master of, like, the martial art of, like, Krav Mathra. Well, his using thing was, his like, blades. he was very much, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just another guard and i'm just another soldier to my father i'm not like his kid he had this whole like you know oh i'm gonna prove my dad right i'm gonna catch this spider and it turns into like this crazy story for him especially because like he instantly loses his girlfriend he's the first person to see exactly what's going on with the skexies and what they're actually doing and he's the only one who's physically witnessed it and lived to tell the tale like everything else and he else. gets freaked out and has to run away a lot, yeah so. and and but i think he's, he's gonna have you know he's he has that moment of redemption and I think there's more to his story for sure. Uh, but speaking of, like, the Game of Thrones moment, can you believe that Brea's sister is having a full-on, like, Daenerys season 8 Mad Queen moment? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. She comes in like, Her name's oh, like, man, I'm, I'm dark now. I'm the... I practice the dark arts now. God, she was awful. So her name's Celadon. She was already, like, a pain in the ass when the season started. What are you laughing at her name? Yeah. yeah it's stupid. <laughs> but she she says yes to a duel with another Madra, uh, and she comes out in, like, this goth outfit with, like, this big crown. She's like, what's up? I'm, like, a Skeksis now. Here's my own crown. Like, I don't need to fight you. And it was stupid. Like, I get it. I think it's supposed to make you, like, really hate the character, and I do, because I think she's, like, Yeah, she's a lame. She's full-time lame. Uh, but I really... I loved, I love to hate her. She's one of those characters for sure. Because I'm like, you're so stupid. All the evidence is right in front of you. Yeah, she corny. So Saladon also has, you know, this weird arc with her. Uh, we mentioned that she obviously believes in the lords. And she's very persistent on being of service to them. So I think it was like episode 8 or 9 where she goes to... Um, seek out the the Skeksis and be like oh I know that nobody believes um or I'm sorry she goes I know that everybody's like a traitor and that you wouldn't do this to Gelfling and you know basically I think she's believed them but when she goes there they're on like a like a essence high yeah right and what do they they what do they say during that they freak the fuck out though uh I think they were flat out like, we are draining Gelflings, ha ha ha, and then they like straight up rip off her, like all of her clothes. Look like they're about to eat her, it was kind of gross. It was 
attachment to that. But the sequence where they take off all of her clothes and kind of, like, banish her is um, similar what they do to Chamberlain in the Dark Crystal movie. Like, that's just what they do to, like, other Skeksis. And they rip off all their clothes and, like, basically, like, banish them. Which is, like, really creepy and weird. And they did that again, so I was like, this is very, like, full circle. Uh, they even call her a Skeksis at some point, too. They're like, oh, she's so cold-blooded. It's almost like she's one of them. So I'm hoping she's going to get some karma uh, because Agra did attempt to reason with her and warn her, and she just kept being a cunt about it. So yeah. um, I think she thought she had more power than she did. And, yeah, I don't know where that's going to go. But we can get more into the story in a minute. Let's talk a little bit about the Skeksis. So there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, and in the original series, I think we have nine. So there's quite a bit. Um, some of the more popular ones or common roles are like the Chamberlain, Scientist, General. Uh, we get to see the Emperor like in his prime. Uh, what was the really cool one we saw? The Hunter. The Hunter was a new yeah, addition. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, very cool. And then I think it was the Heretic, which was like the really crazy grumpy Skeksis who's like out in the woods uh with the mystic guy that does like the puppet show which I thought was fantastic yeah that was pretty cool the because, puppet show is awesome yeah and when you see the Gelfin, puppets doing puppets absolutely and it was like this tiny little puppet which was really cool we can we could talk about the guy with his hand later as well yeah um but I thought it was interesting because when you see them they're so regal and like evil and gross and like he was just shot out very shot out. Like, very, very shot out, and I thought it was a cool way to see them. Um, as shot out as they were, they were, like, the most, you know, common sense. They just want the mystics and the Skeksis to be joined together. So, um, the unfortunate thing about something like this is kind of like Rogue One for Star Wars, where you know what the outcome's going to be, so you know that pretty much all Skeks or I'm sorry, you know pretty much all Gelfling are going to either die or go into hiding. Um, and... Rogue One, it was basically like, well, everyone's gonna get nuked, that's it, so... Dang. Yeah, that's, that's the real struggle. Um, do you have anything you want to say about any of the Skeksis, or what they're doing, and their clans, and what you liked about them, I guess? Do you have I like that they're really gross, and they got mad boogers. Oh my god, they have the most boogers. Yeah, and do they, like, they get all snotty. Do you remember when they did that, like, hot tub spa scene... Yeah, that was gross. And, like, Augur dipped her eyeball into, like, the one's bath and shit, and you could see, like, their rib cages all disgusting. Like, yeah, it's right, like, all Mothra tries to pull some, like, peeping oh. Tom stuff and, like, puts her eyeball in there. You just called her all Mothra, but it's Mother Augur. It's a totally different character. Yeah, Mother Mothra or whatever. <laughs> You're trying. It's appreciated. She, uh, she tries to peep, she gets a peep show by putting her eyeball in the water. Oh my god, but that scene was, like, weird, but it just felt very close to the original film of just, like, uncomfortable, but funny, but weird. Other than the Skeksis and the Gelflings, who are, like, the two major races, we talk about Mother Agra, but there is a lot of different creatures and, uh, characters in Thra, and I mentioned earlier that I really liked Hup, who is a podling. When we see the podlings in the show, they're very, like, sporadic, and they're usually, like, slaves for the Gelfling, or I'm sorry, slaves for the Skeksis, because they, they do say that at a couple points. Um, so Hup wants to become a paladin, and he's really... Um, persistent on protecting people and being, you know, 
the person that comes to rescue. Um, he's extremely loyal and he's got a lot of really funny sequences in the show. I really like him as a character. Um, I love that he runs around with like a little spoon as a weapon. Like he's just like so small and cute. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I really enjoy him. I think he gives like a good comedic relief while also just being a, an interesting new character because we've never seen the podlings in this sort of way. Um, I also was intrigued by lore. Do you remember that? Yeah, the rock guy, the golem. Yeah, he's a... Kind of uh, thing, he's cool. Sentient construct made of rock, they said. And he was created by um, the Skeksis and the mystic that we saw that Andy Samberg plays. Like, really shot at one. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, he's a guardian and guide, and he's attached to Bria. So I know that um, they get separated, and I'm, I'm interested to see if there's more weird creatures like that. Let's talk about some moments that we liked in the series. Like, some of our our favorite top moments that you can think of. You think of Dark Crystal, you're like, wow, that was I funny. like uh, when they were meeting, like, new characters, obviously, because I like the little furball things. Fizz gigs. What are they called? The figs? Fizz gig. Oh, yeah, that thing. Them things are pretty wild. They're pretty cute. They're real chompy. I like when they're all possessed. I like the other little uh, possessed... Um, I don't know what the hell it was. The little thing that at first that uh, the mother Mothra she grabs it and oh like cures God. it. Mother Augur, you gotta like try and pick a name because you're combining two of the characters. Yeah, so I said Mother Mothra. Oh my God. I stuck to it. I said that before, but either way, she cures it and it's like this weird troll looking thing. It's like a little bug. Yeah, I like I like that. No, not the bug one. Before that. When she first like comes around and sees it, and it's all possessed by the darkening, and it's this little gremlin troll thing. It's little. She oh, okay. Holds it, yeah, like, yeah. And it dies. Remember, she's at the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little thing. Like I like all those little characters. They're cool. They have a lot of good little characters in Thrall that are really intriguing. The big roly poly things that are like wheels. They're I cool. love them. I also like the ones that are um, being held by like the scientists that are mouths are sewn shut. Those little ones are so cute. Yeah, those are cool. I really like those guys. The Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, they are Ninja Turtles. Uh, I also really love the use of Dreamfast sequences. That's something we see in the original film. Uh, Dreamfasting is, you know, is essentially where they, the Gelfling touch hands and they can see uh, memories and sequences that you know they have in general. Which I was saying, like, damn, if we had that, none of us could ever mess up because I'd be like, you said this, and you'd be like, no, I didn't, and I'd be like, oh yeah. Dream fast me, and then you would see that I'm fucking right. And yeah, it's true. Over. We'd be able to argue with each other a lot like that. But they do a, a really great job at doing the sequences um, with dream fasting, and especially because like I feel bad for um, Rian because nobody believes him in the beginning until he gets people to dream fast with him and see what yeah. happens. And I feel bad though because he has to keep just reliving his, you know, his girlfriend's death over and over and over. But um, very useful thing to have because if not, he would have been fucked entirely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also love when he goes to G and says that he likes her rump dress. Yeah, the rump dress. I'm convinced that they're going to end up together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right now, nah, because of the uh, darkening. Okay, so we can let's we can get into some theories and some plots, but were there anything was there anything else you wanted to mention before we got into like theories and plot points and things for season 2 that you enjoyed in the season a lot? Um, 
that Deet needs to see a doctor. She got mad spider veins. Oh my god, that's for the future. Could we talk uh, about like things that you enjoyed in the show, like the podling bath scene that was like super just whacked out. Yeah, it was weird. Just like things that you you thought were special moments or things you liked. Well, I did. You didn't say any. I said the the little characters. I said like twelve things. Nah, you made those up. Um. <laughs> Rianne's father had that really great fight scene with him and the hunter, which was important for his character development because his father always saw him as just a soldier and not as his son. So he believes him after he hears what's happening with the Skeksis and the Gelfling being drained and he joins him, which I thought was really nice. I like the um, the fight with uh, Hunter, the hunter half, the, the other guy with the bow and arrow. Yes, the mystic in the show. Yeah, he's got he's got some arms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's got extra arms, which were pretty cool. Yeah, he looks cool, man. I want to say I thought that the puppet sequence was one of the funniest effing things I've ever yeah. seen. It's literally puppets doing puppets. Like, tiny little puppets. And they're like, oh, we've been waiting for you for so long. Like, we knew the prophecy was going to be fulfilled. We have a gift. And they're like, oh, like, we got to go. And he's like, no, it's time for the surprise. And he just does this puppet show, yeah. which is amazing. The puppet show was awesome. Yeah, it was very, like, it felt to me almost like, um, I want to see, like, Stranger Things, you know, when you're panicking because there's stuff going on, but then they decide to sing Never Ending Story, and you're like, oh my god, I love this, but also, like, this is the worst timing. They did that, but the puppet show was so great that I didn't even care. Yo, you think that if uh, the archer would have stayed alive, that he would um, later... Like, get old and wrinkly and start to look like Alf? I mean, like, if you Like, do you think watch, his nose wrinkles would start to look like Alf? Yeah, if you watch over. The Dark Crystal, they do look way older, and then... You and he's like that. Alf? Is he looking no, like that? No, but they just look crazy. Oh, never mind then. I mean, you see in the, in the Dark Crystal, you actually see um, the Emperor die, but you see him kind of, like, basically turning to dust. And there's that one point where I think it's either, you know, I don't know if it's Chamberlain or the general, they try to reach for a staff, and he's like, this is still mine, and he's, like, really creepy about it, and then, like, he turns to dust, and he dies, and it's so gross. But, like, they should have just turned to dust. It's gross. Yeah, but ain't he supposed to still be alive anyway? What? The emperor? No, he is in, in the Dark Crystal itself. Like, he lives until then. But he dusts out immediately in the beginning of the movie, and then one of them tries to take over as emperor. That's the whole plot of it. Um, however, we do see him going over to the darkening, and his face is all goopy and gross. And he says every time he gets closer, it starts to like, I guess, take away from his life force essentially. Um, and then we see him use the darkening with his crystal to fight the Gelfling and whatever. But. Um, we're going to get to the ending and our predictions for another season if they plan to make one, which I don't see why not, because I'm sure I'm sure Netflix gave them a fuck ton of money to make this film. They always do. Like They are very good with um, budgeting for people who want to work for them, which at the same time, I don't know how they earn money back on that, because Netflix is like $12. So I don't know how that works. How do they make money on that? New subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but we have access to hundreds of videos and things, so how does that even... I guess it's just views. Payments every month. It collects. Yeah, but they're in, like, the hold now. I don't know. Who knows? I hope that 
they continue with the new season because I've seen nothing but really great things about this show. I, I really don't have any complaints. So let's get into some ending and predictions and then we'll talk a little bit about the making of and some stuff like that because we watched that really cool movie. Alright, so at the end, uh, Rhiannon and Dee are joined by Bria's group while they are waiting for other plans to arrive, and then they have this big battle with the Skeksis. Um, yes, which orders Skektek to remain at the castle um, to work on their new army. Once they arrive, um, there's a whole duel that happens, and um, one uh, the mystic, the archer, I believe, he kills himself. Yeah, so, that, so the hunter could die. So the hunter could die as well, which makes sense for the story because we need to obviously prevail and the one thing i want to mention in the dark crystal itself the film i think there's only nine skexis that survive so we're seeing all these new characters which means we're not going to obviously see them in the rest of the thing yeah not um, a lot of skekis but left over. it's it's really cool to see them in their storylines and how they're connected um so then there's also let's see um the Emperor unleashes the Darkening, in which Dee uh, destroys it um, because she was given the power from the tree earlier that we saw. And when she gets the power from the tree, we see her have, like, um, a vision into the future. We don't know how far into the future this is because... But you see some things. You see some things. And the Dark Crystal itself, I think it says, like, for a thousand years, the Skeksis have ruled. And I think it also says it for this. So I don't know how far apart the series is from that even though it is a prequel i'm imagining it's it's years and years of course because when, yeah when we see it the skexes um the gelflings i'm sorry are pretty much erased at this point point. and they don't really give you any clue as to how long the sexists or the uh, elfies or any of those groups or species live they don't tell you how no. long any of them they live. don't tell you an average lifespan they say like for a thousand years but they don't say like how long they actually arrived until now. They don't say anything, so it's hard to and kind like, of... And, like, how old is Mother Mothra? Oh, she's... She old. She's exactly. Like, like that's what I'm old. saying. Like, so, I don't know how long all these different species can even live. Ugh. But I don't know either. Makes and it easy for sequels. It does, and it makes it easy <laughs> to tell whatever yeah. the fuck they want. You yeah, know they can I mean? do whatever the hell they because want. Because, it. It, let's say, you know, this prequel scene right now to the actual film is a thousand years and mother like augra still lives that's crazy she old's fuck already so there's and the skexies are living and so what the hell species is she i don't know so bam she just exists um but we did mention that deet had a um bit of like a foreshadowing like see into the future moment i can't come up with a word was she on the emperor's chair though at yes one point. so let's talk about each of the scenes that we saw so you see her dark right because she consumed the darkening um and she kind of separates herself from Rian and bria because she doesn't want to give the darkening to anybody else it seems like yeah. she dips but we do see her on the throne like you said yeah. so do you think that was like like mother agra says she sees many um possibilities and like many endings but kind of how dr strange says He's like, I've seen 80,000 uh, possibilities and yeah. he's the right ones. So do you think that what D is seeing are possibilities or is it a certain future? Like, if she's sitting on the throne, does it mean that she is worried about being consumed by the darkening like that? Does it mean she's joining one side? Does it mean she's just troubled? Like, what do you think that... Yeah, I mean, either that or literally, like, 
technically if the if the Skeki boys are defeated, then she could just take the throne or something and be like, I'll sit here and protect the crystal. Yeah, but they aren't going to get defeated. Yeah. Because we have the Dark Crystal and this is a prequel and we know that the Gelflings are either banished or just dead. Because the point of Kira and Jen from the Dark Crystal, I don't know if you remember, is that they were both um, orphans. So Kira goes to live with Podlings and uh, Jen goes and lives with the Mystics and both of their parents were murdered. So a lot of them are essence for the Skeksis or they go into hiding. Yeah, but the in-between can be totally different. The next season can totally be a, a different where it almost flips and the Skeksis are more in hiding and try to come back with yeah. a, with like some an overthrow everything with some kind of evil like but this ending left it really open ended so like a yeah. lot of the and they did show the the crabby monster yes the big crabby monster yeah and and the thing with the crabby monster that it, cre- he... it creates from the darkening right the kingler is that what it's called no that's oh, a pokemon, it's a pokemon. Um, we'll call him Kingler though. I don't know. The King Krabby. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but um, Mr. Krabs. Fired by an inspired Skeksis, then grabs a dead Grunik with the Arithium corpses. With the Skeksis, introduced a newly animated Garthium. So that's a creature that we see in the actual Dark Crystal, and we haven't seen it yet. It's a newly yeah. infused one, which shows that something in the future because none of our Gelflings have seen that yet. Um, the one that I'm the most intrigued by, there's actually two that I'm really, really intrigued by, is that um, we see a vision of a Gelfling running in the woods with a baby, right? Which looks pretty much like Bria. Like, all the Gelflings might look similar, but their faces change, and hers, I think, looks the One of them got similar. a baby. So, the thing with, I mentioned, um, Ryan, um, I'm sorry, I mentioned Jen and Kira being orphans in the beginning, and... In the Dark Crystal, when Jen and, and Kira dream fast for the first time, you see um, both of their, you know, history. And you see that Kira's mother grabbed her and, like, put her into, like, a tree and, 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 and left her there because everything was going out into a war. So it looks pretty identical to the scene in the Dark Crystal. I'm wondering if that is foreshadowing or just, like, a hint for us... Uh, for the people who like Dark Crystal and know that that scene exists, I wonder if it's going to be that Bria or whoever this Gelfling is, is Kira or Jin's mother. That's like the big thing I'm wondering. Because I figured at least one of the three would be a relative to our main two for the Dark Crystal because I feel like that makes the most sense. Yeah, I don't know. Out of everything. We'll see. I also think that Deet and um, Green are going to get together and have a baby, which I also think is going to be Kira or Jen, but I really think it's going to be Kira because there's similarities between her and Dee, which you don't seem to care about, but I'm very, like, into this. Yeah, I'd have to watch the other Dark Crystal again to get into it. it's amazing. After we finish this, you could do it again. Uh, So then the other sequence that you see when she's um, looking a bit into the future is there's a Gelfling jumping onto the crystal with a shard. That is, again... Something from the other from movie, the other movie yeah. which is when Jen goes into the crystal. At that point, he drops it, and it looks exactly like Rian. So it could be him, or it could just be an updated version of Jen on the crystal. We don't know how that's going to play out. I think it looks like Rian, though, but it could be either or. 
So, but there's basically like three crystals ultimately. Because like there's the shard that gets put into the big crystal, there's the big crystal, and then there's the crystal that's in the staff of the emperor, right? That holds the darkening in Yes, it. yes, and, um... So there's multiple crystals up in this, bitch, well, like... Well, Jen, from the Dark Crystal, he plays a flute in the beginning, and he gets the shard to put back into the crystal, which is the whole premise and the ending of the movie. So I don't know if... Rianne's gonna realize that and attempt it and not succeed, and then maybe he dies or they go into hiding and they protect well, the crystal. Well, when he's putting the crystal in the thing in the little flash, it, there's nobody there. There's no Skeky boys. Yeah, but it's he's also high up on the crystal. You can't see anything else. Yeah, so maybe. I don't know. It, you have options for things. I really don't know what the outcome's Skeky gonna be. Skeky boys. But, um, I mean... I don't know how they are doing financially with the show. However, I it's see awesome. the actual response of it has been nothing but positive, and it would be foolish for them to not continue on at least one more season. Um, I would be okay with three. I don't think you need more than that. But I think there's a lot of room to do that. I think there's still... We don't know anything about the Skeksis or the Mists. Like We know that they came from outer space. We know that you know they form together as one big being but we don't really know anything about each individual one i guess so i'd like to hear more about that yeah um, they could do whatever they want yeah i they, don't know what the book said i don't know either so I didn't read all that. they could do whatever they want they have room to yeah pretty much write whatever um so i'd like to hear more about that like we know each thing like the chamberlain has a specific type then there's like you know oh god what's her name there's a Skeksis named the Ornamentalist, and she's, like, a designer for their garments. So they all have, like, little placements, but I'd like to see a little bit more of them. Because I even liked, as bad as it was, when um, the villagers would go to meet the Almadra and the Skeksis and, like, bring them gifts as a token of, like, their support to their lords. Yeah. Which was, like, stupid, but you got to see a little bit more of, like, their stories in the backgrounds. Even, like, the scientists, like, you see him losing his eye... Um, and putting in, like, that robotic eye, which is how he is in the Dark Crystal. So it's just really cool. I don't know. It's, it's nice cool. to see those things play out. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the actual show or predictions or anything like that? No, I think you should take the realm there. The rain, you know. I mean, I don't think I have much else to say. I, I, I will say... As we're getting into the making of, everything is so freaking beautiful. I can't believe how gorgeous this is. Looks pretty cool. I like when their little feet scamper around. It's absolutely hysterical. And I thought that maybe they wouldn't do entirely puppets. Like, I, I definitely expected more CGI well, than CG. I think there is. Yeah, but I... I thought there would be way more than there is. When you look at the making of, and this is something you could watch on Netflix as well, they have, you know, The Darker Soul, The Age of Resistance, and then they also have um, a making of, which is like an hour and like 20 minutes. And they show you the sets that they build, and obviously, you know, any set is going to build that, but I'm impressed by how much they actually built, and how much of it was, you know, there is a lot of CGI, but not in comparison to how cheesy it could be, you know? Yeah. And having the ability to do CGI well with these puppets is bringing new things. Like the hunter, obviously he's like jumping around and doing all these crazy things, which is really cool. Um, I also I love the big like flying, uh, like, what is it? Manta ray? Stingray thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's pretty cool. awesome. So I think it has good options. Um, the good thing about 
the making of that we watched is they show you how the puppeteers like plan each sequence they show you how many people go into the sketches alone it's yeah really, it's yeah. so cool that you're like inside a little tent when you're in a Skeksis with monitors and stuff like everything's way bigger than you'd imagine yeah can you talk about some of the things you liked in the making of well that's one thing right off the jump is the Skeksis like it's a full dude up inside of that thing with monitors so they can see what they're doing and see different angles and then they have to articulate everything and then like homeboy with the with the puppet they have their hand up in the air but they also got this little controller that controls like all their face stuff when they talk and and everything it's it's gnarly like they go in which means the the sets got to be big like when you're looking at the sets you're like oh man like this is pretty gnarly i wonder how big they are in real life because you're thinking like oh they they playing with practically like big gi joes right yeah no 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 it's it's bigger than that they're like they're like bigger than muppets i feel like it's like stage theater sets but like even more intense you know what i mean because when you're doing like stage theater for like school and stuff that's how i feel like it is but just more intense yeah it's pretty wild and i also love like they show this one scene with the bow and arrow for the uh mystic and how they use the bow and arrow and everything and how they articulate that and how they it's a lot of time they have multiple people on that kind of stuff yeah and even then like you know doing puppets you can always just go and move your hand and mouth around and stuff but it's like a fucking science for these people like they're actually acting with the puppets to give it emotions and feels to make you know eyes go a certain way because somebody's controlling their eyes or their eyebrows and and the way that they tilt their head and everything is so precise like i don't i guess i didn't realize how much actually goes in as a puppeteer it's much more than just shoving your hand into a puppet and just you know clomping its face around like it's pretty intense especially for this because there's no humans in the world of Thra. This is the closest we get are, like, Gelflings and, I guess, like, Podlings. And they have so many human-like characteristics that I think it's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, I will say that this freaking show just makes me want to make costumes all the time. Yeah, it does make you want to do all that stuff and make little sets. and. Yeah. I would, like, I don't know why they don't have Dark Crystal little figurines and play sets. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. I actually think they just actually put out some, like, little figures. Because I looked up Hup the other day, and they have them at Walmart, apparently. Ah. Yeah. Um, I think Damn, little play sets of them will be... No, but, I mean, I was talking about even making just a small hand puppet of Hup, because I love him. Um, you know they're going to do Funko Pop things absolutely. of them. But, like, what the hell are they going to look like? What's the Skecky boy going to look like no, in a I Funko have, Pop? I have a Gen 1. It's actually really cute. And I have a Kira one with a tiny fist. Okay, they ain't even got one. noses, though, on the Funko Pops. Yeah, but they look really cute. Let me see. Let me see if I can find Search them. for a Skecky on there. Um, what I was going to say is that... Now you made me forget. Oh, we, we made puppets for Christmas last year. Yeah, we made Muppets. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun doing it. It was a little bit challenging to figure out the right shapes and stuff, but once we got it, it was rather easy. Um, And I would like to actually take it a step further and, you know, make the hair myself and do all these things, but watching the making of just makes me want to do it. Even if you're looking at them making um, the, the scrolls and the papers and the notebooks and even, like, Bria's little journal that she has with her paintings inside. They even show, like, the books and the staircases and stuff that they totally made the sets out of as well, which 
there's like hundreds of books in there. We should make Muppets of ourselves. Yes. And get like uh, the the black jumpsuit outfits, like the green man outfits, and film an episode of the podcast where our puppet versions of ourselves talk and do the episode. Oh my god, if you guys want that, please let us know over on our Instagram. Yeah, if we, if we get like a, a ridiculous amount of votes on this to where like it seems worth it to put all that work in and make these Muppets, and you guys are really into that sort of thing, I, I would do something like that. That would be a lot of fun. It would be hell to, to do the whole production, but... I it would, would be it would be a lot it. of fun. It would look really cool. It would be I think it'd be good entertainment. We gotta make new puppets of ourselves. I think after Comic Con I'm gonna make a full Skeksis costume. I, I think I'm just gonna go for it, and then we'll do the puppets in between that. Yeah, I'll steal the other ones that we made of like Kenny and Jenna and my parents for guest appearances on the show. Now you just mentioned the Funko Pops. They actually have the new ones. So they go all in on the Skeksis. They got the the Skeksy those things. They got beaks and everything. Okay. Yeah. Nah, the other, okay, makes sense. Nah, because I was like, how are they going to make it without a beak and stuff? And then they also have, like, these kind of figures. I like the action figure. Yeah. And um, I didn't know they actually had this bunch of stuff out, because originally I bought, I have the, um, I think somebody actually sent me this for my birthday. I have the Gen 1, and then I have the, the Kieran Fizzkin. I like that, that Mother Mothra. Um... I mentioned the scrolls and everything and how detailed they were. It was really cool to actually see that they had team members and uh, people from just, you know, their team for the original film that were still around to work on Age of Resistance, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Seeing all the artwork that went involved in the backdrops and the little storyboards they did was cool. Oh. I hope that means we'll get more Dark Crystal merch in general, like... 80s stuff from that would be really cool. I mean, I want new Age of Resistance stuff. But that would be pretty freaking sick. Um, I actually really like that they did a full, like, hour and a half documentary for that. Because me personally, watching the new one and the old one, I'm intrigued by how they create these Skeksis and, and the designs and the characters and what goes into it and what goes into the actual making of everything. Yeah. And, and I thought they did a really good job of that. Especially, like, the little creatures that you liked. You know, the little ones of Thrall. Those are more unique and different. And having to come up with those and, and sit there and pluck all the hairs and do all these things. Yeah, it's a lot. That looks cool. I want to add that it's a really good, like, uh, lesson to be learned when you watch this. You know what I mean? That, like, always charge your crystals at home. You know what I mean? Not negatively, though. Oh, like, don't God. take anyone's essence. Like, if you're charging your crystals at home... You know, your yoni eggs and stuff like that. No! Make sure you don't want the darkening happening, especially, you know, with a yoni egg. It's the last thing you need. Awful. Well, what I was going to say is that I really want to do some Dark Crystal cosplays. Um, I've been getting told a lot that I should be Deet, which is fine with me because I love her. But I do want to make a Skeksis, and I do want to make a Hot Poppet, and I also want to buy all these Funkos and toys because they are so cute. And I have I'm gonna be Lore, and I'll just follow you around. Oh, you could totally be Lore. You're so tall. That's why I'd be a good difference in height, and I'll just be extra lanky. Well, if you are a fan of Dark Crystal, or if you loved Age of Resistance, please let us know over on our Instagram. We are pod for the recently released on there. We try to be active as often as possible. We do giveaways. We love to chat with you guys when new episodes come out. And we would love to hear your thoughts on the new show, 
predictions for future seasons and yeah just your overall thoughts on that and uh you can also listen to us over on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and directly through our website which is podcast for the recently released.com yeah and also no. new season of titans is out oh god they're on the second episode of the second season about to check it out yeah first episode was awesome I'm really excited. This Titan's Tower is a thing. It does look very good. Titan's Tower! However, scratch this. Don't care. We're going to go see it, too, because we could talk about that for the show. Yeah, we're going to watch it, too, because the new episode is today, Friday. So that's going to be great. (laughs) My guy, you're just blowing me off now. (laughs) It's for science and research. Yeah, definitely. But we're going to also see that movie. I'm really excited for that. Also, let us know on our Instagram today what, what you think favorite... about the old Spice Guy being no. in it. Too. I want to know Ow. what I want to know what everyone's favorite scary movie is. It's Are you afraid of the dark? He's coming back. It's Friday the 13th. Nickelodeon coming in clutch. It's Friday the thirteenth. I just want to know what everybody likes as far as horror. Yeah, movies. that is true. It is Friday the thirteenth. What is your favorite horror movie? series let's go right now talk tell the audience what it is uh i love very old school vincent price films like i love just the comedic bits with that and and overall anything that he does um i like campy funny horror though like i like evil dead and i like cabin in the woods like that's probably one of my favorite like horror movies as far as like actually like i don't know there's too many subjects to pick i love scream i love you know, Alien, I guess. Is that horror? I don't know. I like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Um, I, I do like some classics. I'm a fan. I know you haven't seen it, but I am a Silence of the Lambs fan. That's I, not I, even horror, though. Yes, it is. It's like thriller, and then they have... It's more thriller. Red Dragon and stuff like that. But I do like horror. I guess I always like the thriller aspect thrown in there. Yeah, of So, course. like, one of my classic favorites, and it's not really a classic... It's a newer movie, but it's an indie film, and I really liked it. And uh, it was called High Tension. It's a French flick, which is really surprising because it's a French movie, and I liked it. But, yeah, uh, I was just like, "What the fuck?" But are that's you a but that's a really good movie. It's shot out, you know. Yeah, but um, that's I like a lot of hokey stuff, a lot of ridiculous like B movie horror, of course. Um, I like all the 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 classic Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. I like Freddy. I think that he's really hokey and ridiculous. I like the personality aspect of his character that the other characters didn't have at the time. So I'm into that. I don't like the newer remake version of him where they made him like a super diddler. Uh, that was kind of weird. But, you know, I'm excited to see it too. It one was great. Old Spice Guy's going to be in it. That's cool. Professor X is going to be in it. That's cool. Good stuff. The one comedy guy uh, from forgetting sarah marshall and all that stuff you know that dude what's his name bill Hader. he in it so yeah it's gonna be awesome what else what else are we talking about i think that's it i don't want all right well she thinks that's it so on that note we're gonna call it a night everybody have a wonderful friday the 13th we already did an exit so we're gonna just ignore this yes and and we'll see you again next week with a brand new episode yeah we'll have another one where we talk about more Titan stuff. Probably only Titan stuff because she's not letting me get into it and I'm going in on the Titan stuff.